The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Norma Foley is what we are going to talk about because she is apparently not going to appear before an Oireachtas committee to talk about the school bus issue, an issue that we have highlighted on this show for the last couple of weeks. Yesterday, we talked about it again. Helen joined us. She's a nurse and a mother of two boys and they have lost their bus tickets. The system was already under pressure. Um, but I do think as a frontline worker, somebody who worked through COVID and that that really some kind of priority should have been put in place for people who are already ticket holders, um, never mind people with exemptional situation, that some kind of fairness should have been applied to the situation mm. before this mass chaos situation resulted. Yeah, that was Helen who spoke to us yesterday. Uh, if you want to listen back to the entire conversation, you can find it uh, online. For what it's worth, Helen made the point that if there's not a resolution, satisfactory one, if her kids can't get on the school bus place, she's going to have to quit her job. No other way to get them to and from school, given her circumstances. Helen is a frontline healthcare worker right throughout COVID. She is working in an area of the economy where there is a shortage of staff already. She is hugely important to the hospital she works in and to the patients she works with. And she is possibly going to be forced out of the workforce because there's not a school bus place. And there's not a school bus place because the Minister for Education announced that she was making the scheme free without providing for any increase in places. Donica O'Leary is a Sinn Féin TD for uh, Cork South Central and an education spokesperson for the party. Uh, Donica, uh, the minister I know you hoped would be answering questions about this before an Oireachtas committee. What's happened? Yeah, so I suggested last week I felt that uh, there was a need to come back before the dial resumed to discuss this issue. It's a massive issue in every county across the state. And what's happened is that there are parents and children who have been relying on this for years and they've been left high and dry we thought it was, uh, in fairness to the chair, Paul Kyo, he took on board the suggestion and pursued it. Uh, and uh, to be, I, I think went above and beyond in trying to facilitate the minister. Five different dates being offered to her, and I appreciate the minister is busy, but I refuse to believe that she couldn't have made any of those five dates over the next week and a half work. What it seems to me is that she is hiding from accountability in relation to this issue. She doesn't want to gauge with the opposition, indeed the government TDs, on the committee about finding solutions. And I think it's a lack of respect to the committee, which is one thing. But more particularly, I think it's a lack of respect to uh, to parents and families who have, like I say, been left high and dry, uh, are just pulling their hair out now because they're trying to figure out how to be two places at once. And it simply is not good enough. And the other thing that's come to light in the last 48 hours is uh, in a number of areas and perhaps right across the state, uh, Bus Aaron is replying to constituents and to TDs who are asking for additional capacity, saying that they're not looking for additional capacity. So that begs huge questions as to how seriously the minister is taking this as, a, as, a, as an issue. If she is not urging bus air, and if they are not looking for additional capacity, and additional mm-hmm. capacity could be found. It had to be found when there was uh, a requirement for additional social distancing uh, during the height of the COVID pandemic. So is it possible to hire an additional capacity? Yes, it is. Uh, but bus air aren't pursuing it. Why are they not pursuing it? Because the minister is not putting the political pressure on them because the government has decided that, you know, this is just going to blow over and the parents and children are just going to have to suck it up. And as far as I'm concerned, that's not fair. Uh, and like you say, there are parents mm. now who are, who are questioning their working hours and how they're going to make any kind of arrangements. It, it, is the capacity there, though? I appreciate it was found during COVID, but lots of private tour operators had buses lying idle. That's no longer the case. 
Yeah, like I mean, I I I believe so. When you you take into account the scale of this scheme, right? So you're talking about a hundred and twenty thousand places last year. We're talking about roughly now. It's hard to exactly establish this, but Bus Ireland have issued about thirteen thousand uh, refunds. So is it possible to find thirteen thousand uh, additional places, or even the best part of that? I would say that it is. It is always the case every year as well, Kieran, that some people take up places and then don't actually, in practice. Uh, use the place on the bus so like I mean any additional capacity that's within the existing buses needs to be identified at the earliest possible stage as well but yes I believe that the capacity is there but whether or which I think Karen, even if an attempt to find additional capacity was not successful I think at the least that parents and children deserve is to be trying and that's clearly not what's not what's happening but they are telling TDs and, uh, and and members of the public that they're not looking for additional capacity and the minister is absolutely hiding here. Yeah. And I, I think it is simply not good enough. There is no reason that she shouldn't be. Initial date was supposed to be tomorrow. Could have been tomorrow. Could have been the next day. Could have been up to next Tuesday or Wednesday. But now she's telling us she won't meet with us until October 12th. And we were due to meet with her anyway. That's simply not good enough. We want to try and find solutions. It is possible to do so, I believe. Uh, if not for absolutely everyone, then for the greatest bulk of people. But um, that's not going to happen. Okay. The minister so- is shutting her eyes to the problem. So that invitation is, is open-ended any time before October 12th you're willing to meet with the Minister? We're ab- absolutely any date but like I mean the earlier the better and if the Minister is trying to put things off until after the budget even like I mean that's for me that's simply not good enough and it speaks to a government and a Minister that uh, has failed to plan for the need for additional capacity has failed to see through uh, the consequences of its policies uh, and is simply hoping that this blows over and that uh, that parents and children just suck it up and find some other way. And many will, I'm sure, but others will have had to cut back on their hours, will have had to find very difficult arrangements uh, because people have relied on these places for a very long time. Well, one of those parents is with us, Joanne Garrity, a mother and a full-time carer in County Galway. Joanne, you're welcome to the programme. You might tell us a little bit about your own situation. Yeah, well, I'm a full-time carer to my eight-year-old son. He has um, numerous complex medical needs and he he suffers from full developmental global delay, both mentally and physically. He's a home hospital case. He's judge-fed. He has his meds uh, um, given through his judge sterilely. He has dressings that have to be changed. sterile technique. I'm not just talking you know, putting on a Band-Aid and cleaning the area. Um, He is 24-hour nursing care support. And um, so we have used the bus service since my older son started secondary school. Mm. So it was a great service to us. In fact, it's, it's a lifeline to us because we exhaust the goodwill within the community for so many other favors that we need, you know, year in, year out that this was one thing we had sorted, one thing that we didn't need to be asking others for, one thing that we knew it was safe and it was reliable. Now, we don't live too far away from the school. We're under the four kilometres, but it's a bad road. It's a very fast road. It's a main road. It's very busy. It's not safe to be cycling in parts when there's a car coming both sides of the road. Okay. So we need we needed that. And I go to Crumlin as well or Temple Street for short stays, long stays, outpatient appointments, you name it. So it was, I knew that my son was going to get to school and from school. Also, I have nights where um, I could be up with the nurse to give a second 
um, set of hands or the nights where I'm having a lot of cancellations, you know, like that, and I have to do mm. the nights myself. Or And um, so I would be trying to get back to bed. My husband, he works full time because I had to give up work, obviously. So he works full time. He could be out of the house two to three Three long days anyway, a week. He could be anywhere from Dublin to Belfast, anywhere yeah. in the country. So he's gone early in the morning. So, and then he was trying to, since the work from home, work at home a day or two a week, but it wasn't to do a school run. It was for me to go to bed to get two to three hours sleep before he has to go on Zoom meetings and yeah. things like that. So um, I'm really stuck. So, you know, and it's the particular time of the morning because my son has all the medical needs. You know, he could depend on what kind of night he's had, depending on what he's suffering with as well. He suffers from numerous medical conditions. Um, he could be post-surgery. He could be anything. Like, so depending on what he's suffering with, the morning, I just, that time in the morning, yeah. I cannot get out. You know, if it was maybe 10 a.m., you'd be saying, I have a chance. You know, it takes hours to yeah. do his routine and everything needs to be done. If it was 10 a.m., I have a chance because when he's well, I'd have to get him in services for his physio and things anyway. And, and Which then, is another thing. We've just we've yeah. just spent years getting that son his own transport service, his own driver with a nurse and a bus to bring him safely into services because I was spending time pulled up on the side of the Dublin Road and Galway causing traffic mayhem and things that um, it wasn't safe for me to transport my son on his own. That you know, So I cannot, now that we've managed to get a service up and running for him, bring him out of the bed and yeah. all of his bits on into the wheelchair and into the car, etc. to bring my oldest son to school. And That's kind of, kind of counteract everything that we've been fighting for. And and you know, so you you I assume have relayed all this to local yeah. TDs or to Bus Aaron. Yeah. Uh, you've made the point, Joanne. I'm, sh- yeah. I'm sure. Listen, we absolutely need the bus service there to get our eldest to school because of all the acute needs that my youngest has. And what has been the response? When it was announced that concessionary tickets weren't going to necessarily get their spots, I kind of had an idea that we weren't going to get a place. When it was announced it was free, I said to myself, everybody is going to apply for this. So I contacted Senator Hildegard and Oxen here in Galway and I said, look, can you get in contact with us there and to make sure my son gets to be on the bus? But sure, whatever system they were running, you couldn't leave notes on accounts. You know, and we have an account because we've been using them for X amount of years. You couldn't leave notes on the accounts so that when they issue bus tickets that they could see if there's an exceptional circumstance in the house or whatever the reason. You know, you yeah. couldn't do anything like that. So I then when it came about then last week, I got the email to say that he definitely had no seat on the bus. And I did a bit of ringing around and I got onto local TDs again. And we found out that actually in, on this route in particular, a, it, they use a 53-seater bus. And every year that my son has been on it, there's been between 16 and 20 sign up. But only of about eight to twelve, maybe using it because you know, depending if children are sick or etc. You know, using it every day. So the 53 seater bus was going every day, and it wasn't even half the capacity. Yeah. But now with this route, they have more. They have they have enough eligible um, 
they have enough eligible um, candidates now to fill two 53-seater buses and a half before my son, that is a concession ticket, is even considered for a ticket. Oh, and yeah. there's only one bus on the route. Well, so yeah. I always do what it's just gone crazy. Yeah. I mean, yesterday we had a frontline healthcare worker uh, staring on the prospect of giving up her job uh, because this is such a mess. And now we've got a full-time carer uh, who's absolutely been left in the lurch. So, I mean, the, 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 the list of people done over by this announcement goes on. Joanne, thanks a million for explaining all of that uh, to us. So clearly, Joanne Garrity, mother and full-time carer based in County Galway. And before Joanne, we heard from Donegal O'Leary. He's a Sinn Féin TD for Cork South Central and the party's education spokesperson. We will ask uh, Dara Bryan, the Fianna Fáil uh, Minister for Housing, a little bit about uh, Norma Foley and her non-appearance before this uh, committee later when he's on the show. He is on to talk, though, about housing for all one year since that plan was launched. Is it hitting its targets? We'll find out. Don't go anywhere. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.